0: Pay attention. You stay ready. Turn your radio on, your spiritual radio on, because he's going to be broadcasting something into your heart. So we're here. Here, here, we are in River Church in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and we're so glad you tuned in today. We are ministering on the Always Answered Asker, and this is our seventh time uh, together. So if you're just tuning in for the first time, you can go online to our Facebook page, River Church, Alabama. Or you can go to riverchurchalabama.org and pick up some other episodes. Hallelujah. So let's turn in our Bible to Mark chapter 11. We're talking about the always answered asker. We'll start this morning in Mark chapter 11. We're just just laying down things so that we can think right. Point yourself and say, Hey, you. Think right. And think better. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So you go, well, I doesn't matter, I, I just believe. No, you'll not, you'll not be able to carry out your life like you want to unless you think right. We have a lot of what we call jerky backs in my past. Jerky backs are when you go down the wrong way, go down the wrong road, do something that you find out this isn't it, and you jerky back. You come back and you, you and have a redo. Y'all ever had any do-overs? Yeah, my life is full of do-overs. Uh, only a few of them were really costly. Most of them were just embarrassing or, you know, but they, they told me, you're not hearing God as good as you think. So I'm endeavoring to think right and to hear God right. So it says in Mark chapter 11, let's look in verse 24. We could read the whole chapter, but we'll look in Verse 24. So the Lord Jesus begins verse 24, and he says, therefore. So you've got to look in verse 33, where he tells you how to release your faith. Then he said, therefore, I say unto you, let's read this together. Ready, read. What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Well, let's put that in first person. Ready, read. Uh... We'll start in, we'll just break in. What things soever I desire when I pray, I believe I receive them and I shall have them. Now that's the truth. You just told yourself the truth that when you pray, believing you receive, believing you receive, you're praying, but in that prayer, you're pulling the trigger. I'm praying. I'm not just wandering around telling God that I didn't get a good parking spot at the grocery store, telling God about your brother-in-law. We're, not talk- we're talking about when you pray, believe you receive them. So there's a transaction he's talking about here. Say transaction. transaction. Your whole Christian life, your whole life, but uh, we don't think of it as your Christian life, but your whole Christian life is based on a transaction. God's put a deal out there. He's put a board out there. He's put options out there. And we choose one at a time. I'm going to transact with God this way. And so whenever you ask for something from God or from anybody, it's a transaction. It's a procedure of transaction. If you go to the grocery store, how does that transaction procedure work? Well, you get your little cart and you go through the store and you get anything you want. And then when you're through, you go up and someone looks at what you've got, sends it through the dinger, and then tells you what it's going to take for you to transact with those groceries to go out the store. If you don't transact, you're not going out the store, at least not without a tussle, hallelujah. And we understand that. Same thing with a hardware store. You go in and you buy your float or your tool or whatever it is, and you go to the front with what you want, what you have desired. And we're not praying when we get up there, but we're transacting up there, what things soever you desire, when ye check out. <laughs> so there's a transaction process, and we all understand it in the natural. We know that uh, if you join the military, you, you sign up. You're not signing up just for a paycheck. You're signing up and saying, I will lay down my life. Is that right? You 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 don't the family doesn't sue the army because their baby didn't come back It's it was in the transaction the terms of the transaction Well, they're they're not changeable. They're not saying well doggone. We didn't know junior wasn't coming back We're real sorry. No, there was a transaction junior signed before he left there You put it in the basket and go to the end of the store the checkout. There's a transaction and none of us moan and carry on Matter of fact, we're kind of excited that we can just give them a piece of plastic and they say, you just transacted. It's when the company sends it in in three weeks, the bill for that, you go, oh, that was what happened back at the grocery store. Amen. So uh, in heaven, we transact. We transact with heaven. It's not hardware share, not a grocery store, not a military commitment or whatever. We could talk about the transaction of marriage. And how that thing's been maligned, God tells us how to transact marriage, but nobody wants to transact it like God. They want to they wanna sneak around. They want to, and we won't go there much, but, you know, they, there's ways to transact it. Matter of fact, I was in the courthouse uh, yesterday, and, uh, and, uh, and someone came in. A couple came in, and so they stepped back, and I stepped up. And then the lady came back and said, uh, well, here it is. And the little girl said, well, I don't understand. Here it is. She said, honey, you're married. She said, is that all there is to it? We just signed this paper. That's right, darling. Y'all are married. Y'all have a good life. And they picked up their little paper, and they went out the door. There wasn't anything more to it than that. I, there was no JP, just as the Peeth or what They were married. So they transacted different than probably... Most of us transacted. But the state of Alabama said that was valid. That was a transaction under our laws. Didn't say it was under God. They just said it was under their laws, and it, and it worked. So we're a transaction people. And when we pray, when we repent, if you will confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's a transaction, but most people can't hold the transaction. They repent, oh, God, I'm sorry. They're mostly sorry that they got caught or got sorry that the the penalty for what they did is going to be so painful. But we ought to go to God and transact our sins and say, once I put them under the blood, they're dealt with, they're done, they're transacted. Instead of bringing it up, well, God, I'm still, I'm just so still, this, that. No, nope. you transacted. Did you do it? If you did it, it's the same as in the new birth. You can't just live good enough and hope God transacted. In the kingdom, you've got to receive Jesus. You've got to receive Jesus or you have no transaction. There's, it didn't get verified. It didn't get uh, bona fide, certified or whatever. It, it's, it didn't happen no matter how good you are. You're transacting, we talked about this. You're trying to buy a car with pesos in Detroit. And they no no take your pesos because it's not a legal tender for a transaction. So what do you got to do? You got to bring legal tender. You got to, now you can go to the JP and they'll just sign it off. It's it's just changed. It's not, uh, so we transact. In prayer, and that's what I want to talk about this morning. I want to be where I transact. I'm an always answered asker. That when I go in to do business, heavenly business, and I transact, here it is, it happened. We have to do that with our offering. Once we give, we have to say, This is it, my life is changed right now it's not the same i transacted i gave and now for the give it is given to me good uh, pressed down shaken together running over Are men looking for me pursuing me chasing me down to give into my life why because i transacted faith in the offering or with a homeless person or you know with your brother-in-law he said i need a hundred dollars and you transact. Well, you don't just say that there there went hundred dollars. No, there went a seed. And the transaction is I have a harvest. So Christians are not very good at transacting because there's no legal work. There's no papers to sign. There's no there's no documents that they can record and say this really happened. But faith happens better or more real than what happens in the world. Yeah. So we have to be aware of what we do, that it has consequences, both good and bad. The Bible says if you sin, the wages of sin is death. Well, Jesus took our death for us. But that doesn't mean uh, God's not near. Let let me just straighten this out. This will make some people mad on broadcast, but y'all just stay with me and you'll get it. God's not nearly as concerned as preachers are about sin. I read yesterday online that, uh, uh, about false preachers. I don't know how I got there, but it was talking about false preachers, false prophets. And the definition was, is, is if your preacher doesn't preach on sin and getting right with God and, and being a worm, then he's not a real preacher. He's false. But I always think that maybe a preacher was a righteous preacher that told you how to deal with sin, how to, get away from, how, to, how to get away and around from sin, to dominate sin, how to, to live above sin, instead of always saying you're a worm and we're going to tell you about a worm because we're the preacher. Well, we already know we're a worm. We already know it was wrong. We already feel terrible about it. And most Christians are fearful of the consequence. What if I get found out? I hope God's over it by now. Well, just transact. 1 John 1, 9, just transact your sin. Agree with God, this is sin. It's against you, it's against my wife, it's against my children, it's against my uh, everything, it's against me, it's against the call of God on me. I transact it with sin, but now I transact that blood, the blood of Jesus, I transact it into my life, and now it just goes, the Bible says, into the sea of his forgetfulness. So that when you talk to him about it next week and say, Lord, I told you I'd never do it again, But here I am again he doesn't know the again part because he transacted it into the sea of his forgetfulness well God always knows the Bible says he doesn't know he forgets or he he washes away our sin you go how can that be that's the way he transacts that's not the way men transact we forgive but we don't we, we don't forget (laughs) I got my eye on you (laughs) you did me wrong I I got my eye on you well God's not that way he's got his eye on the blood of Jesus and so as long as he stays there we're good so we're we're against sin sin will kill you it'll it'll put you under and the reason and if we don't transact our sin in our life if we don't transact first John 1 9 sin will be death to you, it will, it will hinder you. If you lie, you cheat, you steal, you, you, you go against the word, who you are, well, it, it's gonna bite you. There's no denying that, so you, well, how do you fix that? You get it out of your life, you transact it out, you don't live with it, you just don't say, oh. You deal with it, you transact it. Well, that's what we're doing. So here's the statement I want to make you this morning. We have been designed to get everything we need the first time we ask it. Listen, listen, in a conversational tone. Let's say that again. I, I'll use me, but you can say you. I am designed to get everything I need from God the first time I ask in a conversational tone. We are designed, the system, the transactional system is designed to get me everything I need the first time I ask. Say first time. First time. First time. In a conversational tone. That would mean we don't have to wail and carry on and cry and beg and, and, and holler and all that. First time I ask, in a conversational tone, everything I need. Now, that's a big, big bite for most Christians. Would you all say? What things soever you desire when you pray, believe ye shall receive them and ye shall have them. Now, that's a big bite, but he said that so we can say this. Your life's been changed. You just don't know it. It's been, you got to pass into the whole park for all day long, no extra charge. But you don't know it. You're trying to find somebody else to pay. So the catch, what is the catch to, I am designed to get everything I need and want, desire. Don't just, don't just tell me, well, you know, he'll give you food and, and clothing, but those desire things. No, a good father says, baby, what can I do to bless you? I know you got food and water. I know you got a bed in your bedroom, but let's go do something fun. Let's go have a blast. Let's go make it where you tell all the other kids, my folks are the best. They're the greatest. It's all over the Old Testament where he he put terror into other nations by transacting with his children, and he put the blessing on them to, to... make uh, a jealousy, an envy of other nations. God likes it when we show out. You must be selling drugs. You got so much money. You got so much stuff. It's better than selling drugs. (laughs) Can't lose with the stuff I use. Hallelujah. So the catch, here's the catch. What's the catch? To believe. Here's the transaction. You got to have a credit card at at the... Hardware store and the grocery store, you you got to transact it the way they want it transacted. There's no more I, there's no more IOUs. Uh, can I sign an IOU for this hundred dollars worth of groceries? No, ma'am, we don't take that transaction. Well, how about if I leave one kid and I'll come back next weekend? <laughs> if I don't, you can sell him for the groceries. No, we don't transact that way. How do y'all transact? It's called cash. You give us green, little green slips of paper, and we will let you pass to your car. We won't chase you down. We won't holler at you. Well, what's the catch in the kingdom? What That I am designed, the system is designed to give us everything we need and desire the first time we ask it in a conversational tone. In other words, it's just like, I believe I receive my rent this month. I believe I receive Health and wholeness I believe I receive it's a conversational tone well God doesn't hear that unless you're hollering unless you're slobbering and snotty and and carrying on crying and and wailing you know and just saying oh God I'm at the end of it if you could just give me a little bit just to get me bites now that's not that's outside of the design leaving your kids at the front of the store for your groceries is outside the design and so is this we know that other But we ought to know this better, this is real good preaching, I'm telling you, this is real good. (laughs) So what's the catch? You have to believe, and I can believe, I'm a believer, so I am qualified to believe. I have to believe that I'm already qualified, say that with me, already qualified. Well, no, I'll have to go win the lost and, and, and quit my gambling and, and straighten this up and, and do better. I'll have to do better to qualify. Nope. you are disqualified by believing that that's the qualifying. How are you qualified? I'm bought with a price. I'm not my own. I'm a child of God. Father gives his children everything he's got. It's not even hard. I'm a, I am a, I'm an already answered asker. All I have to do is ask with a expectation that he will answer. In other words, I'm already qualified. I don't have to do works. I don't have to do penance. I don't have to suffer and carry on and do without. Well, God, I'm down here suffering, so you'll help me with this. You go, Christians don't do that. Like 95% of them. And I'm being generous there. Now, Christians don't believe it. Christians don't believe it. They, 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 would, rather, they would rather give pesos for a new car in Detroit than say, I can, I can go to my father and I can go into my prayer time and I can transact with my faith based on who I am, based on who Jesus is. I can transact it and I shall have it. Now. Nobody believes that. But you should. It's in the B-I-B-L-E. Jesus, it's red letter. Jesus said it himself. What things soever you desire. What things, what things, what things soever ye must have. It's a grievous request. Now, desire, when you pray. Can I pray? Oh, I'm good at praying. Believe you receive them. I'm a believer. I can do that. Now, if he says, you you got hot glasses in your future, you got to walk on it. 30 yards of hot glass, and then I'll give you. Nope, no hot glass. Just believe. I can do that. I said, we can do that. We can do that. There's a lot of stuff we can't do. But I am a believer, and believing is what I do. Thinking it out and extrapolating uh, equations, and and, uh, I can't do that but I can believe the word because I'm a believer. It's Father's letter to me. He, it's a love note saying, by the way, if you ever need anything, if you ever want something, just ask me. Just ask the father who the father, we, 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 mo- listen, if father did what most people think fathers do, we would have to lock father up because he's a child abuser by most people's definition. Well, he, he had he had to put that sickness on him to straighten him up. Well, lock him up, throw him away, God, that's child abuse. We don't do that. We being evil, we don't do that. We say, we will lock you up, son. If you whip on your kids or deny them or we'll lock you up. But yet we say, Oh, that's God. He gets a pass. But he's still Father, heavenly father. But you understand how it doesn't work? It's just, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't mesh. And it's because of the way we think. We think that God is a man. And we know how we are, so we know how a man is. Wow. So we assign us to him instead of assigning Jesus to us. As he is. So am I. In this world, greater is He that is in me right now at this moment than He that is in the world. He always, every time, every single time, absolutely, all the time causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. Oh my, He's the firstborn among many brethren. Now, what does brethren mean? It means we're, we're kin, we're joined, we have the same father. He's just the firstborn. I'm not, I'm not the Messiah. I'm not Jesus, but he came to be like we were so that we could become like he is. So there's a transaction there, the substitution. He became on the cross. He, he took my sin, took your sin And then when he went down into the bowels of the earth and was resurrected into the new power, he was raised from the dead. I was with him then. I was raised from the dead. With my trespasses and sins, I was buried with him, but then I was raised to new life with him. It was a transaction, and Christians ought to know what happened. I said, we ought to know what happened And you got all these little signs and these little trinkets and all these Christianese things about God and how he's just it's just noise. It's just noise. Know something about who you are so you'll know something about what you have and what you can do. I have absolute authority over the devil. How can I know that? Because I know who I am. I'm a son of righteousness. Well, you ain't that good. I am. He made me what I am. I'm not trying to be what he didn't make me, but what I am is what he made me. And that's the transaction. He became me so I could become him. Makes sense, doesn't it? Praise God. Turn with me to Luke, if you would No, 1 John. 1 John. Uh, Gosh, I skipped down to the half a page. (laughs) 1 John chapter 5. Come on, let's change. Let's change our mind. Let's change our mind. Let's give it up. Let's give it up what religion, let's give it up what I think, let's give it up about what we think should be. Let's give it up and just say the word is right. Let's just, let's just say it's truth. And anything that's not it is not truth. And if it's not truth, it must be a lie. A half-truth is a whole lie. So let's give it up. Let, I'm going to give it up. I'm going to say this is the guide and the guard to my life. I'm going to say Jesus is my master, not my counselor, my advisor, my, my call-in friend. He's my master. He's my ruler. He's my Lord. Now you got, I'm bought with a price. I am not my own. Okay, what's the reality of that? If that's a transaction, then I can act a little different than what I've been acting. I've been, I've been acting, we've been all acting, Christians act, like there wasn't that transaction. That God looked down and he said, well, he's trying pretty hard. He's better this month than he was last month. Therefore, I'm going to throw him a bone. I'm going to. No, it happened. It already ha- It's not happening. God's not sending the rain. God's not sending the power. He sent it. It happened. It is, well, God sends some power. He doesn't have any more power to send. He sent Jesus, and then he sent, when he took Jesus up, he sent the Holy Ghost, the advocate, the, the paraclete, and said, he'll be just like Jesus was. He said, instead of having a bodily Jesus that did all the miracles, Jesus is going to get in you, and the Holy Ghost is going to help you just to do just what he helped Jesus do. Oh, that's impossible to think about. Oh, no, it's not. You just got to get out of yourself. You just got to get out of being full of yourself and saying, I'm just a poor, sniveling little idiot that God's trying to use. i doing the best I can. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I stand. I'm, I am holy even as he is holy. That's hard for Christians or carnal Christians to take. They don't like that. They like to be sniveling little snobby things so that they can cry to God and say, oh, Lord, help me. Instead of taking authority over the devil, taking authority over their situation, instead of dominating sin and saying, you will not rule over me. God, take it away. He doesn't take it away. He's already taken it away. Now, what's my job? My only job, the catch is for me to believe that he did what he said that he did. That's my only job. No hot glass. No doing better. God, if I could just do better, you'd like me better. That's not what it says. 1 John 5, verse 14. You got that. We, we have to read this every time. Uh, verse 14, this is the confidence that we have in him. That we, so this is the confidence means we're believing something. We're believing something. You don't get a confidence without believing it. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. So right there is the qualifier for our qualifying. We have to ask according to his will. But I can do that. Now, in the Old Testament, it was all uh, oral. It was all, until they wrote it down, it was oral. And then they wrote it down and you could know, keep this law, don't do that, don't walk on this day, and don't eat that. But now he's written it in real terms. I can have a confidence in him because it's in the word. If he just just whispered to Joey and to Lynn and said, go tell my people, here's my will, here's my word. You know Lynn and Joey. They could stumble around and get something mixed up. They could have us believing, you know, mow Lynn's grass on Saturday afternoon. You know, he might slip a few things in there. But he wrote it down and said, read it and I'll keep what I wrote. Hold me accountable. I wrote it. It's in English. It's not weirdo Latin or some sort of cryptic thing that's got 40 meanings. It's English. So to whom much is given, we are required. So it says in verse 15, and we know, and if we know what, that he hear us, Whatsoever we ask, there's that asking thing. There's that asking thing, whatsoever we ask. Ah, This is pretty heady. This is pretty out there. Matter of fact, it's just like Andrew Womack says, it's almost too good to be true news. It's like, this can't be right. He's given me way more glory and credit than I'm giving me. Us worms, we don't aspire much. We just stay down here and hope to stay out of the way. He's the Lord of lords. He's the king of kings. Who are those lords and kings that he's lord of and king of? If you don't know who you are, you don't know what you have, and you don't know what you can do. You'll try to cast out a devil, and if you don't know who you are, you'll say, well, it didn't work. Because the devil still seems to be here. Well, yeah, he he will hang around and look like something. But once I tell him to leave and get off in the name of Jesus, it's done. The Bible says, resist the devil. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will Flee. flee. He will flee. So if I adjure him, if I tell him leave, guess what happened? He left. It doesn't feel like it. He left. He left. Symptoms may hang around, but the sickness is gone. The root of it's gone. You know how it is when you, when you cut a tree down. You whack that thing off six inches from the ground, and you whack it off, and it falls over in your yard, and you look down there, and there is no connection between that tree and its root. But that tree will tell you I'm still alive. The leaves will be green, the the apples that are on it will still be apples, and uh, it'll look like this tree's alive, and it will portray that for several days, but it's dead. How do we know? Because it's been cut off from life. So how do we know symptoms, even though they hang around? It's the tree, it's the green tree, saying, I'm still here. But the word says, it's been cut off. It's dead. It doesn't look dead yet, but it is dead. Can we handle that? Can we handle that? Can we think that and do that because we believe? There is a process. It's called do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the renewing of your mind that you might prove that which is good, acceptable, and perfect transformed by the renewing of mind. So if you don't know this, you don't know Jack. (laughs) If you don't know this, you're wandering around with your flesh in charge, your senses saying, do this, go there, I think, I've figured out, it's my knowledge, my wisdom, Uncle Joe told me this. That's where you are, you're just feeling yourself around by the flesh, but we're supposed to walk by faith. And not by sight. The word sight there means not the senses. Boy, I'm I'm not getting on this very good. Okay. The New Living says, and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything. Look, look, look. That pleases him. We ask for anything. So I only want, this is where I am, this is where you are. We're only wanting what God wants. So I, I check in every once in a while and say, this isn't exactly in your word. You know, this job or that car. What do you think? Because I don't want anything that you don't want. And gosh, the still, small voice, the inner witness. It'll rise up and say, that ain't it. Oh, God, I like it. It's got heated seats. Oh, I want it. It's got a new radio. It isn't it. I'm going to buy it anyway. Amen. Do what you will. But he'll give you what you want if you say, God, do you want this? The, uh, the BBE. Is that Bible in better English? Pretty close. <laughs> and we are certain that if we ask any cre- make any request to him, which is right in his eyes. So I got to check in. Got to check with the word. Can I have three wives, Lord? He said, no, no, that's not right in... It's not right. In, that's not going to work. Oh, praise God. We, he will give ear to us. And if we are certain that he gives ear to all our requests, we are equally certain that we will get our requests. Luke chapter 11. Can you go to Luke chapter 11 with me? Now, I know we've talked about all these scriptures. If we get to come back next week, we may mention them again because it doesn't matter how much exposure you have to truth all that matters all that matters all that matters is the truth you have mastery over when you, you know left is left hot hot water's on the left light switches go up everybody knows that unless you're in a wonky house which we do have one bathroom that's wonky but everybody knows that everybody knows Hot water's on the left. We ought to know what the word says about our lives. We ought to have mastery. We ought to know more about the kingdom than we know about things. Because then our things will work right. In Luke chapter 11, look at verse 5. We're just going to go straight to 5 this morning. It says in verse 5, And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight? And say unto your friend, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine in his journey is coming to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within, now you can see this, you've you got neighbors, and he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. What they'll say is, I mean, they, they probably won't say that, but y'all know what an excuse is? <laughs> People aren't always telling you the exact truth, but they're getting you to go away. Uh, we, can't, we can't go to that or whatever because we have this or that. Ah. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, there's another transaction. If you can't get it from that transaction, he said, yet because of his importunity, He will rise and give him as many as he needeth. Now, religion has said this means begging. This means just working God, just working on him over and over and over. God, can you give me this? God, can you do that? Until you wear him down. That's what they say this means, that you just wear him down, which is a form of begging. We talked about begging last week. It's designed so everything I need comes to me the first time I ask in a conversational tone. Not by begging. Not by being incessant. Not by acting like he didn't hear me. And if he heard me, I have the petitions I have asked of him. See, it's contrary. It's not what the word says. So it doesn't work that way. And it won't work for you that way. But because we're so used to God not giving us what we want, we just say, he said yes, he said no, he said not right now. We give God a pass like it's some sort of ritual, like filling out an application and saying, where do you live? Well, we're giving them information that's not really relevant to the job I'm about to do. And so we give God a a bunch of information and we start telling him, I hear people pray. Now Lord, you know, yeah, he does. And although this is hard, and although this went that way, Lord, we're asking you. That's too much information. We call it TMI, too much information. What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. That's the key. Believe you receive them. Can you do that? Or do you have to tell him the reason he should have mercy on you? Well, Lord, these people and that people, and it didn't work out here, and this has come, and No, that's just begging. That's just asking him to do it for another reason than he said he would do it. It's like a little child saying, can I go out and play? No, you can't go. Well, my friend's out there, and I got to give him something. And, you know, that's that's where they go. And a good mom will say, I said no. Don't talk to it. Don't talk to me. I said no, that's the end of it. And that's what the Lord has to do. He just said, what are you doing? That's not what I said. That's not how we transact. You're trying to leave your kids at the front of the store so you can go home with groceries. It's not how it works. So this word, importunity, is also translated impudence. But I told you it means, what does it mean? Cocky boldness. That's a weird word. So I looked that up. It's assurance accompanied by total disregard of the opinions of others. So you're going to be a little weird because everybody has an opinion about your spirituality. Well, my preacher preaches this, and well, I, we think this, and Mama always said. Total disregard of the opinions of others. It also means a shameless Forwardness. Have y'all ever had shameless forwardness come into your life about something that your brother or your sister or someone they just they just ask you outright for something that they shouldn't be asking for? Oh, I don't know where y'all been. I I've been everywhere compared to y'all. It means to be offensively bold. They just get in your face and say, I want it. When will you when will you give it to me? It means not begging at all. No begging. Say it with me. No begging. No telling God, I think this would be a good idea. And Lord, if you do this, then we could do that. And see how good it could work out if you would let me have this and do that? Then we, we, it, just, it just cascades down. All sorts of good things could happen if you would just do it my way. Instead of saying, I believe I receive when I pray. It's the will of God. It's the will of God. It's the will of God, therefore, and I want the will of God, and I'm, doing what, I'm only doing what He wants to do. I'm on His page. I find out what He wants to do, and then I say, that's what I want. And then I find out what He doesn't want to do, and I say, I don't want that. <laughs> I, I don't want a new Firebird. <laughs> In college, I wanted a new Firebird. Um, when our first Tuscaloosa house, this, this, uh, we told the builder, we don't have any money today. <laughs> and we don't have any way to give you any money today, but we will finance this house. But while you could be waiting for us to come up with it, we said, we need to be in by August 12th. We asked the builder for a key. And this was the last part of July. It's not like it was February. But we did not say, here's the point, Lord, we serve you, and you know our timetable. Y'all see that? That's wrong. You know our deadline, Lord, and so we're asking you to do it because it's a good idea. No, we went to God and said, we believe we receive a, a house, and in this case, he had said, believe me, for a new house. Don't, don't stumble over that. This is a personal thing. That's what he said to me. It doesn't mean he loves you less because he didn't ever tell you to buy a new house or whatever. I bought lots of used houses. But it, and so it doesn't matter. Don't get hung up on that. But we did not say, Lord, we're serving you best we can. Lord, we're trying. We're working on it. We're, we're, you know we're trying. Lord, you know our deadline. Yeah. There's no house coming. There's no key in your hand. We went to the Lord and said... We need this house. So and we're talking about ourselves. We said, we need this house. So we believe we receive the keys to this house by August 11th. And that builder, he coughed him up. You could tell he was a little bit like I'm being controlled by an outside force or something. But he, <laughs> he, just, he just said, well, sure, sure. He shouldn't have said sure, but he did say sure. It was against his contractor, his builder modem, but he said sure. And we financed the house and he got all of his money. When we uh, bought our first church and the rent was due and we said, uh, we went to, the, we went, to, we didn't, we didn't tell the Lord, Lord, you know, we don't have much money until the, the 15th. So Lord, would you move on him? We said, Lord, we we're, we're believing we received the 15th is our start date. And we went to the, the builder, the owner and said, this is what we need. He said, Sure. Uh, y'all remember uh, what was his name? Schuler, uh, Robert Schuler, and the Crystal Cathedral. It's it's considered one of the wonders of the world. It's so so amazing. But it's said of him that Robert Schuler asked for every single dollar in the Crystal Cathedral. He asked for it. Shameless asking, shameless bold. Just said. You got it. I need it. Give it. And they gave it. We did that last Sunday. We, we said, this is what we are supposed to do. Let's do it. And everybody said, I'm in. It was actually a financial thing, a miracle. It was a, a supernatural act happened last Sunday. And the days before that, as people got together and said, God, what do you want me to do? I only want to do what you want to do. And I don't want to do anything that you don't want to do. What do you want me to do? And apparently, apparently, everybody heard, this is your opportunity. This is the ground i prepared for you. This is, the, this is the window that I want to open up to you. And so everybody gave. Mm-hmm. Ephesians chapter 3. You got just a minute more? Well, the rest of you are dismissed. I'll be preaching to Pamela Uh, Ephesians chapter 3 let's let's tie this together let's let's make it make sense because the word makes sense it's not God works in mysterious ways his wonders to perform that is not that does not make sense he wants me to trust him but he won't tell me what he's gonna do. He wants me to ask him for things, but he could change the rules, he could change the way. He's got, he's got wisdom that he can't share with me and motives that I can't know, and he's gonna just control my life like I'm a robot. That's, that's not how the kingdom works. The Old Testament, Old Testament, blood of bulls and goats, said that he will not do anything without first telling his prophets. Well, I'm born again. You think if he's talking to the prophets back then, which is the prophets, priests, and kings were the only ones that could hear from God in the Old Testament. And so you think he's talking to those, and now I am the new new man in Christ. You're the new man in Christ. You think he's going to say, yeah, but that's Old Testament. You don't get it. Better promises, better covenant based on better blood. He's talking to us. He's telling you, this is what I want to do. This is where I want you to live. This is where I want you to work. This is where I want you to go to church. This is who I want you to marry. We hardly ever listen, and so we get it. And, then, and so Christians then have a troubled life. Why, we look just like the world. We divorce at their rate. We die at their rate. We, we worry at their rate because we take our information at their rate instead of same. I'm not doing anything until I've heard from heaven. I'll look here and see if there's an answer here first because there's no use in asking if I can have three wives. He's already said it. Praise God. (laughs) So I don't even ask that question. Don't ask him questions that's in the word because he'll ignore you. But everything else, just ask him. Here's my situation. What do you want me to do? How do you want me to handle this? And he'll start dropping stuff in. You'll, all of a sudden you'll have a no. Or you'll go into church and something in the message will just tell you, that's it, that's the answer. You'll read the scriptures and all of a sudden Holy Ghost will say, this is why. You've got to do it this way. And you'll see it and you'll go, I'm on it. Ephesians chapter 3. We'll quit with this. Not because I'm done. And to know, we're going to break into a long discussion here in verse 19. And he said, uh, verse 18, may be able to comprehend with all the saints. And then he puts an and in verse 19. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. Wow, there's a lot of uh, reward for knowing the love of Christ. There's a transaction there. Well, God, I got to go to work early, and I got to work on weekends, and I got to work late, and I got to save, and we got to do without in order to put it together. And he said, well, if you'll just know the love of Christ, I've already got it put together, and I'll just dispense it to you. Nobody believes that in the church. Well, I think God, he gave me two hands to work with. I think he wants me to, that's all bull. Can you say bull in church? (laughs) That's all stuff. We'll say that's stuff. It's not kingdom. Now you can do it and God will love you. God love you. He'll love you. Just be a, a, a stiff neck. Just go do your own thing. Go, God gave me a brain to think with. Well, yeah, let's do it. Verse 20, now unto him, so he's following to know the love of Christ, now unto him that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, and it also means meditate and dream, according to the power that worketh in us. Let me read this in The Passion. I knew you'd want to ask what The Passion was. Now listen to this. Is it up there, Barry? Okay, so y'all can read along with me. How deeply intimate, and far-reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is, endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will, oh, I love this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Y'all ought to to buy the Passion Version just for that verse. Because you can't fail. Once you know this, you can't fail. You can't have an off day, a bad day, a hurting day, a disappointing day. Disappointment will leave your life. Discouragement is gone when you know the love of Christ. So what does it say in Galatians? Let me read it to you. I knew you'd ask. It says, faith worketh by love. Say it with me. Faith worketh by love. And so we ask, we ask these prayers, what things, soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. We ask according to knowledge. We assess our need, our desire, and we say, okay, God, this will do it. This will do it. And so we present it, we present it to God and say, this is what I need, this is what I want. I believe I receive that. And in the realm of the kingdom, the realm of heaven, it's the least amount that he's obligated and desirous to give you. It's the least amount. But Ephesians 3.20 says that's not what you're going to get. Actually, to the extent that you will allow it. In other words, you don't lock it off and say, I'm not taking that. I don't believe in that. I don't like that. But if you'll just say, bring it, Lord. He will bring you more than what you asked. He will exceed the limit. The limit is what we say. Your words are so powerful That it's what you say. If you say, Daddy died at 69, I'll die at 69. I'm telling you, we need to make arrangements. Because you're gone. You're done. But he says here that if you'll open your heart, if you'll say, the love of God just can't be measured. He loves me so much, so much. I've done bad things. I hadn't done good things. I'm disappointed in what I've done and how I've done it. Uh, I messed up here, and it caused them people to mess up there. Doesn't matter. I confess my sins. He is faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me, cleanse me of all unrighteousness so I can stand before God as, listen, as if I've never sinned because I'm standing in the blood of Jesus. So there he says, my love is so full that even if you don't confess it, even if you haul this sin around, I love you so much I want to overpower you every request. Now if we don't know the love of God for our lives, the love of Christ, then we're gonna put limits on what he can do for us. We're gonna say, oh God, if, I, if you can just give me a crumb, if you can just give me a little help to get by, I won't ask for anything else you're not getting much. You might get what you ask, but he says, I want to exceed it. I want that to be the, mer- the bare minimum of what I give you. So we don't put limits on God. We'll say, Lord, this is, well, this is what I understand. This is my limited sphere. This is what I see according to knowledge. According to knowledge. He said, I got better than that. Would you let me do it? Would you, would you put an expector out there that says, But he can do more i can do it with this but he he knows better than that and so uh i'm not trying to please him i already please him i'm trying to please him in that i only want what he wants but i'm not working to please him come on y'all say amen when you get it i am not working to please him I am pleasing to him. If you get born again, now here's another mystery that Christians uh, don't like. If you get born again and you're eight years old and then you backslide into the sea and you don't do nothing for God, you are a slug, you are sitting on a spiritual couch with potato chips with your, with your clicker there. On the t- you are not doing nothing from God and we all say, we all say. Oh, he's, 80, he's 48 years old. We don't know that he ever got born again, but you did. Now, what's going to happen to you? Because you hadn't served God in 40 years. You're going straight to heaven. Because the new birth is the regeneration of the Spirit. It's not works. It's not, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy has saved us. It's not works. We don't see the evidence. And when you get over there, you'll have no works. You'll have no rewards for things you've done. It's called zero. <laughs> Whereas Christians, are like, this isn't fair. I've worked for God and done for God. And this guy over here, this slug, is going to get to go to heaven the same as me. Ah, but there's rewards over there. Both at the same place, but he went to kindergarten. He's on the back row. It's 17 miles to the back row. He's back there in pre-K. But you're up here, and I'm going to make you, t- I'm going to, the word says in Revelation, in, a revel- in a, uh, that after the rapture, when we come back on the earth, that's seven years, says we're going to rule and reign with him. Based on what? Based on what you did in this life. If you don't do, Jack, you're going to be, you're going to be toting the wood. You're going to be toting the water. You'll, you'll go to heaven, and you'll come back, but you, But I can tell you, I'm going to be a governor. How about you? Okay, let's rewind that. I said, I'm going to be a governor. How about you? That was tough. (laughs) So when I believe it, what do I look like when you believe it? What things soever you desire? When you pray, Believe. believe it. What does it look like? It looks like cocky, cocky boldness. Well, I hope I believe. I'm hoping. I'm praying. I, it, it might happen. I don't know. Now, that's not what it looks like. Faith doesn't look like that. You can tell if people are in faith if you just listen to them for 30 seconds. You can tell because cocky boldness has a voice. Uh, it, uh, assurance accompanied by total disregard of what others think. Well, I I hate to say that because they're going to say, where is it? And I don't want to tell them I'm just in faith and all that. Or you'll go off and you'll say, well, you're my friend. I'm going to tell you how it really is. But I'm saying this to the Sunday school class. No, we don't care what you think. We don't care. We we don't care. Because we got it. Believe you receive it. I got it. It's shameless forwardness. It's offensively bold. It is not begging. So you say, I wonder if I'm faith. Well, there it is right there. So if you're not in faith, get in faith. It's not like, well, you're a castaway. Just get in faith. Just get in faith. Just get... Michael, get in faith. You want that where you can ask the first time in a conversational tone? Get in faith. Don't w- wail and carry on. I've lived a sorry life and God can't do nothing with me. Don't. Just confess it. Just Get it out of your life. Bring it to the blood and let the blood wash it out of your life. Then renew your mind. Renew your mind to say it happened. That's what you got to renew your mind to. It happened. I confessed it and it happened. He washed me, cleansed me from all. It happened. you got to renew your mind not to could he or even would he, but it happened. I believe because I'm a believer. It happened happened and therefore i can come to the throne of grace i can come boldly to the throne of grace to find grace to help in time of need i come boldly i've got an appointment there's eight billion of us on the planet ah he clocked me out said mr billings will you need an hour or more in there now it'll just take me five minutes well we have reserved that time it'll just be you and the Father. He's waiting on you. He can't wait to see you. He's excited about your life. And he wants to know how can he help you more. Instead of I'm afraid to go in. That's not faith. Let me read it again, then we'll quit. Shameless forwardness. Assurance accompanied by total disregard of the opinions of others. Now you may not have done that, but you can do that. You may not have been that, but you can be that. Got to quit. (laughs) But we'll just rewind it next week if we want to. Whatever the Lord wants, we don't care. But we're doing this, I'm doing this so that you'll have mastery in this area of your life. Because you don't have a life until you get past this part of your life. Because you're just a carnal Christian. You have exactly what the world has except you're going to heaven, which that's good, but it's not that good if you can have both. We need to order off of the left side of the menu. Forget those prices on the right side. This thing's $63. Ah, We don't even look at that side. We're looking at the left side. That's what I want. That's what I want. I'm ordering it. Amen. My past is redeemed, my future is secure, and right now, right now, right now, everything is turning out amazing. Listen, listen, I'm finished and done with low living. Y'all say amen when you get it. Sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tamed visions. Settle down, Michael, settle down. Dwarfed, uh, mundane talking. The way you measure your faith is if you're being persecuted. If no one is, frankly, disgusted with being around you, you ain't got much. Like, here he comes. (laughs) Cheap giving and dwarfed goals. I am absolutely sold out to God and everything is just right. Now, it may not be how you feel, but it's exactly the mark you're supposed to live. Now, let me just tell you, once you get this, when you get this and seed time and harvest, those two things, you're a freight train coming through the backyard. Nothing's going to stop you. And y'all, it's time. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back soon, sooner than we all think. It's time to quit saying, yeah, but I want to straighten up some stuff in the backyard. I want to put a fountain in the backyard before I, I, I get this, you know. It's now. It's right now. Right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take correction, chastening, rebuke. We take it. We say, I, I thought wrong. I, I, that was terrible how I was thinking. You showed it to me, Lord, and I see it, and I'm changing. it. It's your goodness that's leading me to change. And so this morning, we all say, yes, sir. This morning, we all say, I'm in. We all say, this is who I want to be. And I'm tired, I'm, I'm exhausted from living a pseudo-false Christian life based on being good enough. We erase our past by the blood, we walk in the love of God for our future, and nothing is impossible to us who believe. Use us, Lord, use us in this day, use me, use me. Here are we, send us. We have no other agenda now. And we don't care if it lips the governor, we don't care if they fall over because they can't take us anymore, that is who we are. And that's how we'll live, that's how we'll act. That's how we'll fix our life on you. Thank you, Lord, for heaven, but not yet. Lord, we got business to do with our one and only gift, the gifts of God that are without repentance. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Udavreke shombia sahani angolete. Frahanaman zo, zo te bo shohodiakaluhu. Shemengo sebehe so lebro shedida. Tandada vo yasakadaha. Ye mengelero se revede so te bahandai. Yeke yo lebregere bo sida, sida, sida. Now, if you've got the interpretation of that, would you, even with fear and trembling, just stand up and and just start. Once you start, once you get the first two or three words out, it'll flow like a river. I've been waiting on you, saith the Lord. I've been waiting on you to believe my word so I could do for you what I promised in my word. And I will have my way, saith the Lord. I will keep coming at you and wooing you and drawing you to be who I made you, to be transformed into the one that I've called and endowed and endued with power. And I am patient, saith the Lord. I am patient. I will continue to wait. I am long-suffering, and I will not be grieved. But I implore you, saith the Lord, To rise up in this hour. For I have sent my word into your heart. It's all I have. My goodness and my word. Are what I'm going to do. To draw you. And bring you to the place. Of your calling. and your life. So put me on saith the Lord. Put me on. And take me not off. For I will bring you a glorious And wonderful life. I will set before you things that the world can only wish about. I will lift you up. I will celebrate you. I will make it worth your life to give me your life. And you will see glorious things that men cannot know. You will be used by me in the power of the Spirit. And you will be glad, saith the Lord, on that day that you leave this place and go to that You will be glad that you serve me, saith the Lord, for I am your rewarder. I am your rewarder, and I will reward you, saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, I I just say yes to the Lord. How about you? We're saying yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's heal the sick. Let's heal the sick. Well, let's get healed. Anybody got anything? This morning you go, this thing's got to go. The power of God is in the house. The power to heal is here. So just lift yourself up and come up here. Well, It just takes this long. Three of those. Amen. I declare by the Spirit of grace that prosperity... Abundance and a full supply have been sent unto you. For the days of head are taxing days, needy days. And I don't want you to have to think about supply, saith God. I want to fund you. Will you let me? Will you open your heart and let me bring the calling of paymaster into your life that I might be glorified in the earth? And do a quick work. I am sending funding into your life. Do not build any barrier that would hold it back. But open your heart to say, here is the more and there is more yet to be. Amen. Got any rich people in here? It's all over us. It's all over us. Couldn't say this to a group of rich people. He's gonna say it to us. Because it's harder for a rich man to go through a for than a rope to go through the eye of a needle than it is for us to be rich. If you start out with rich, it's hard to go God's way. But I didn't start out with rich, did you? It'll all to him be all the glory. Hallelujah. Well, amen. Amen. I bless you. I bless you because he has blessed you. And we leave this place full of faith, of fervor. We are resilient. We are stalwart. And now we are fierce. We know what he's called us to do and we know how to do it. And so we do in Jesus name. Be blessed. Amen. 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 Amen.